0: hello everybody welcome to the get right where you can either get right or get left this is where you can did you guys hear somebody else talking it was you oh oh starting over (laughs) honey pot three
1: two one Bitch,
0: peace, love, and salutations, niggas. Imani is over here. <laughs> Welcome to the Get Right, where you can either get right or get left. This is where you can expect me and my okay-looking friends to offer Excuse nothing but our real true and unedited thoughts and opinions on all the things that connect us and affect us. My name is Davon. Yes, Davon. Not Devon. And contrary to popular belief, not Devon. And every day is a great day when you add a little bit of me in it.
1: And hey, hums. I just want to fight him.
0: <laughs>
1: it's Jason. I do what I do when I do when I do. And I'm not just okay looking, honey. I am beautiful enough to inspire Renaissance style paintings. So keep that in mind. Oh, have okay. you had someone
2: paint you before
1: I almost said something <laughs> so inappropriate we are going to keep <laughs> we are going to keep going it is Sunday
2: it is Sunday cool. and Sunday we listen to the blues but um, my name is Imani and I have the questions questions questions
0: cute 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 <laughs> Jace said that he's beautiful enough to inspire Renaissance paintings. And all I could think about was looking at myself in my mirror and I look like cave man right now. Is it the beard? It's like shorter now because I trimmed some of it, Mm -hmm. but I just don't feel like you uh, like girl colors. no I
2: gave myself a spa day yesterday I feel like I I'm feel great
1: I feel like you're projecting on us you see how you did that my okay friends followed up <laughs> my with okay I friend. feel like I, I feel like a caveman yet Jace feels like a painting and a mommy had a spa day and feels
0: great projection oh first and foremost do not do me all I need to do is take a nice shower do some nice some nice moisturizing I need to do my hair. That, words, that always makes me feel good. The only
2: word you need that that like is, coincides with spade is butters. Butters for everything. Butters for your body. Butters for your lips. Butters for your hair. And then
0: eat butter. Loves their butter. My body I love a good butter. I don't think I... I might buy some shea butter, actually. But I need shea to find...
2: Butter, oh, my gosh. I ha- I found the found slash found in Evan's house. The most amazing hair stuff slash body stuff. Are we still
1: talking about this? Because you've told the story five times. Three times.
0: Have I really? Yes. (laughs) Yes.
2: The Junie B butter.
0: Yes. It was some kind of butter that Evan was like, don't take all of it. And
1: she was like, he doesn't know how great it is, so I was going to take it from him. Like, I...
0: She I'm just like her man, child. She just like her man, needs butter. No, she like I like the butter. <laughs> I was gonna
2: buy more? She
1: said, "No, I like the butter."
2: I mean, I like Evan too, but the butter is
1: amazing. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that nigga as well, but like the butter, girl. It's really like that sometimes.
2: I feel like you guys need to catch me when I do that because I do that multiple. I I've noticed I do it with things I'm really excited about because Evan's told me the same thing about Evan something. does the same thing. Does he really?
0: Yes, Evan will tell you a story five times. And it's like, you've already told me this, but like I'll listen again because we're friends. Oh, so, see, I cut people off.
1: See, you already that's, told because
0: me. that's because we're close friends. <laughs> I would cut Jace off because it's like, nigga, you told me this. And I, I would cut like you I off. I normally like,
1: don't repeat. And if I feel like I am, I'll be like, oh, wait, did I tell you this story? And then if they say yes and I don't say it I again. have
2: absolutely no idea that I have repeated myself about that,
1: which is. I don't think I repeat. Yeah,
2: I haven't noticed anything, but I've also been friends with you for what, like two, three. This years?
0: friendship is new.
2: It is. It is fresh.
0: This friendship is new. Me and J- me and Jace are kind of hitting like maybe a one year mark in our friendship. I would say. Yeah. Yeah. This summer would be like a year. This summer would make it like a year, but peace, love, and salutations, my niggas. How are y'all?
2: I'm good. I'm hungry, so I'm gonna make some. You want, you want to know what I'm gonna have for dinner? What pork chops? Yes, not vegetarian yet, Jace. Working there, working to get there. You're getting mashed potatoes, Brussels sprouts, and garlic
0: bread. I haven't had a pork chop in such a long time.
2: Only reason I have pork chops in my house is because I panic bought them while I was at the (laughs) store before this pandemic happened. So.
0: not cheap, not everybody else was stocking up on toilet paper and Imani was like, the pork chop. I knew the I was like, shot. I need something
2: I know I had to make. <laughs> so yeah.
0: No, I I need to go back to the grocery store. I just made I made that veggie pasta that I sent y'all a picture of. Mm-hmm. And it was oh so good. It's and it's so it's so simple. And I literally made it on accident. And I was like, oh wait, I did not mean I did not mean for this to taste like this. But it was bomb. And I made that with a salad, a little cucumber salad. Cucumber salad. It was good. It was very refreshing. A cucumber salad is low. you just like cut up cucumbers. And vinegar. With, uh, right. You can put vinegar in it. I just do like salt, pepper, some lime juice, and then uh, ta- somebody corrected tahin? me. tahini tahin tahin. seasoning. Yeah. I put that on there. And then I just, like, mix it together and then the eat it. The
2: only time I've ever had a cucumber, it tasted like the rind, like watermelon rind.
0: And I... You know what's funny? I really like to eat the <laughs> watermelon rind. You eat it? Yeah.
2: Like... You and I eat- know you're
0: not... I don't think you're supposed to. But I do. Obviously, it won't kill eat. you,
2: but I don't know if it, like...
0: Oh, what it... See? Okay, here's... <laughs> this is the fucked up shit people tell you when you're a child. I was always told you cannot eat the watermelon rind because it'll kill you.
1: I was not told that because normal people don't eat the fucking rind of a watermelon. (laughs) (laughs) I've never
2: heard that until I was told not to swallow the
1: seeds, but I was not told that I couldn't eat a rind.
2: They told us not to swallow the seeds because a watermelon patch will grow in your tummy, but um...
0: I never swallow the seed. But you
2: ate the rind?
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, the rind is good to me. Okay. It's It's also kind of like when you eat chicken. Like, I like gnaw on the bone to get the grizzle.
1: <laughs> okay. I just want to be different so bad. Go ahead.
0: Uh, do not do me. Do, <laughs> do, not, cool. do not do me. I was what? Hashtag born this way.
2: Baby, I was born this way. Period. Okay, yes,
1: Imani. Come through with the vocals.
0: <laughs> but you guys. Today we are going to have an episode and a conversation about mental health and self-care because we need to make sure that everyone is doing okay in this oh so terrible fucking time. We are check in. on your
2: strong friends.
0: Check on your extroverted friends as well. Oh, They're- Like the
2: ones who are unfortunately living in an apartment by themselves right now.
0: I am having the worst time. But, like, also in the same, but also, like, in the same, while also having, I was having a terrible time, like, the first two weeks. And now I think I've gotten so used to it. I'm kind of okay. Chase, what are you doing? I was just (laughs) 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 self-reflecting. But I think like over like these last few weeks I've gotten really used to it. So now I'm just like accustomed to it. But now I've noticed that like I've taken my mind off of being alone and just started to find like little things that are wrong with my apartment that need to be fixed. And I've been trying to fix them. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Like like now all of a sudden everything's broken and everything's messy. And I'm like, what the hell? And like like, I reorganized my room yesterday. I literally, like, it'll be, like, hot in here. and I'm like, why is it so hot? We need to get fresh air in this apartment, and I will open every fucking window. Like, like I'm like, there's too much going I had to sit out, and I was like, you just sit in silence and just think for a minute. But, yeah, we're going to talk about mental health and self-care and therapy and just checking up on each other. And do you guys want to start with just going straight into our hot seat segment? Yes. Awesome. So you guys know what the deal is. The hot seat segment is where the three of us pick a question based around the topic of the podcast episode, and we ask the other two, and we answer. It's literally what a hot seat question is, bitch. If you ain't get it the first time, that's what it So being rude to the audience. (laughs) So who wants to go first? Not ladies first. I look so right, good that's why right I said now. He wants to go first.
1: Uh, I'm sorry. The sorry. California light just hit different for people who don't live in California. I am so sorry, but the way that the every sun time, just hits your skin in this state is like
0: every insane. time we've gotten on a Zoom call with Jay's, this nigga has had no shirt on or a shirt unbuttoned, sitting. Are you like crisscross applesauce right now? Yeah. Look. Tumblr girl like literally like twirling the hair like looking in a mirror oh, the, light the blue paint I'm the like... blue like I'm
2: the blue
0: all you need now is like Lana Del Rey playing in the background and she's my fave
1: Stan, been <laughs> Stan her since I was like a freshman in freshman or sophomore high school so crazy I really think I think the first song I heard by her was Blue Jeans I think It was Blue Jeans or Video Games. It was one of them.
0: Mine was Born to Die.
1: That's a good one, too. Maybe it was that one. But anyway, I think you should start because I feel like my question is a little more of like a heavy hitter. And I feel like you do very well at just like bringing us in and doing the intro. We don't want to skip the, the introduction and the body paragraph and
0: go to the conclusion. Okay, girl. Well, then I will start. The question I have for you both is, what are the parts of self-care that you fail to acknowledge for yourself or that you think you choose to neglect? Wow of oh. oh. <laughs> money over here crying.
1: <laughs> we all have something. I don't know. Give us an example that's not yours because I don't want to take away from what you're saying. But, like, what's an example that you feel like, um, oh, people forget this often?
0: I think typically a lot of people, when they say self-care, their idea of self-care is lighting a candle and taking a bubble bath mm-hmm. and, like, just, like, quote-unquote, chilling out. So, like, when I'm when I'm talking about self-care, I'm talking about, like, what kind of work within yourself do you need to work on but you fail to work on or you choose to neglect because ah. like, I do not want to do that today. <laughs>
2: That's a hard question.
0: Exactly. But hey it's something for the people because you notice that like whenever you get on the social media I'm, like on the internet webs or whatever.
2: Self-care whenever... Sunday bubble bath.
0: self-care Sunday, oh my god I like my bubble bath and some wine and like gonna light a gonna light a citrus candle and it's like, girl, that is not that is that is a form of self care,
2: mm-hmm.
0: but like also not the realest of self care. Mm-hmm. So, what are some things that mm-hmm. you guys think you choose to neglect or fail to acknowledge in your self care? Sorry, Meg The Stallion was playing in my head. Her song Realist. Can Lord. I
2: start by patting myself on the back for some that I do do?
0: Okay, do do.
2: For I would <laughs> like to point out. That I'm the child in the group and I did not laugh at that out loud. I laughed at it in my head but I did not acknowledge it because I did not want to get called a child again. But anyway I think I do I exercise which is good self-care. Yes, mamacita. I Alright, I could probably pay attention a little bit more to my diet although I am very proud of myself whenever I do get fresh. Like I have like fresh like broccoli and like vegetables in my house which I do get into my diet so like that's something I could probably pay attention to because I'm a child at heart so I do like sugary cereals and snacks and I have a sweet tooth for for very specific things but I feel like that's something I could pay attention to a little bit more and then maybe indulge not indulging but like allowing myself to do things that like exploring things that I might enjoy like we were talking just last week about well, not on podcasts, but just in general about, like, things that I find interesting and, like, eh, you could do that if you wanted to, but you're not talented yeah, okay. enough or you don't know enough about it to, like, actually do it. So, like, drawing or painting or, like, writing or singing or playing an instrument. So it's, like... No, definitely. I feel like that would be, like, a lovely way for me to, like, decompress or relax or just, like, a nice hobby to have, but I don't care enough about, like, allowing myself
1: to pursue those enough. So I feel like that might be one.
0: What about you, young Jaysifer? I don't
1: really know. I guess I would have to say maybe... <clears throat> I always get stressed out about letting myself, like, have a day off because I feel like you got to be productive every single day, and you really don't. Like, some days it's okay to just knock it out of bed. We're just there. We're just hanging. <laughs> We're just relaxing. That's a good thing. So... That's definitely something that I, mm, I like work on it. Cause I let myself, like, I'll be like, okay, take a second, relax. You're fine. You can do nothing. So I do tell myself that, but I forget it sometimes.
0: Yeah. I was going to say two things. And my first thing was going to be exercise. Cause it's really, I'm getting, I'm getting used to it now cause I love working out. But I'm used to, like, going to a gym and working out. Mm-hmm. But even then, I'm used to, like, I'm used to, ha- I'm used to living in a college life where it's easier to go to the gym while you're in college. But, like, it's hard to, like, get off of work, uh-huh. go to the gym after work, and then get home. And then when you get home, it's late. And now it's, like, it's hard to do workouts and exercise at home because you're at home. And like, typically, when you're at home, you're thinking of relaxation, or just like calming down and not doing anything. So exercise is something that I'm working on. And I'm choosing to acknowledge it. My other thing would be my ability to always tell myself that I'm not doing enough. (laughs) I always I like always feel like People, like, I will break, like, people will, like, talk to me and they're like, hey, like, what did you do today? And I'll, like, list off all this stuff. And they're like, wow, so you had a really productive day. And then I immediately answered back, well, girl, no, I didn't. I didn't do anything. Like, like, every, like, I wasted time. Like, I didn't do this. Like, I didn't do enough. I could have done more stuff today. But, like, I need to, I'm really bad at giving myself the pat on the back of, like, but you did that. You did stuff today. You did do something. So, like, I'm working on that, but we we gonna have to get there a little bit at a time. That is what therapy meetings are for, and we will get into it. But all right, well, Chase, that's a money. Imani, though, I know I'm gonna let Imani go last this time. I feel like
1: I guess my question is kind of similar, kind of not, but. I guess on your mental health, self-care journey, um, I believe that we all have been to therapy, correct? No, Amani has not. Uh Well, that's okay. You still can do personal therapy. But I kind of wanted to know, like, what is, like, a hard pill you had to swallow about yourself? You were like, this is something that I do, or this is a certain way that I react. And it may not be the best, but I'm... I learned about it. I'm accepting it. And then hopefully I will work on it. Not these awkward <laughs> positives. Well, I'm tired.
0: I know.
2: So I have like a list of things that I should probably work on.
0: Come on, list.
2: But uh, <laughs> one of them is like, it's not that I have to be right about everything, but I don't want to acknowledge that I'm wrong. And I also don't like it when people are mad at me, like I have to learn how to be comfortable with people being upset with me about things, which is like, which, okay, so let me explain that. Like, I don't want people to just be outright mad with me, but if it, like, it's, it's justified and I'm, I have to be rooted in, like, I have to be rooted in my convictions enough to be okay with how someone feels about me. Rather than if they get mad at me about something, me switch up and be like, oh, my God, no, you're totally right. Like, just relax. Like, it's okay. You know, stuff like that. Um, but then also, I don't want to acknowledge that I'm wrong. Like, if Evan and I get in an argument, he did something wrong.
0: I never do anything wrong, obviously. You know? I I, hear I never you. do I, anything wrong. <laughs> I, I think ours are similar in a way. And Jace, you and me touched on this a little bit yesterday, last night. My thing would probably be, and I realized this, and I'm working on it, and I've acknowledged it. But my thing will usually be like, I can do something, but you can't. Ooh, <laughs> like, that's I, a fun one. And like, I don't, I don't know why I like why I like why that is, but like, I have started to like. Realize and be like, damn, why the fuck are you like that? Because there will be so many times where, like, oh, like, like, I'll, like, if I don't think there's been a lot of fucked up stuff that I've done, but if I was to do something fucked up, like, I'd do it. But then, say, someone retaliates and does the exact same thing, then I'm immediately just like, why would you do that? Mm -hmm. And then it's like, but you did it. Yeah. Like, it's like, so how could you be upset about something like that? But I would guess that's my thing. Cute. Uh...
1: Thank not you guys for sharing. We love that open we were... and honesty. Oh, oh bitch, <laughs> what is your, what is your? <laughs>
0: um,
1: wow, what is mine? Mm, okay. So there are two. One, I think it's not necessarily a problem. The other one definitely is a problem. So the one that is a problem is, I feel uncomfortable with quote unquote negative emotions. Um, So like sadness, anger, depression, I don't like feeling emotions like that because I think they're unproductive. They're the sirens, hashtag pandemic. Um, And so I think they're unproductive and because I'm like a Virgo and I'm just like a type A and everything has to be efficient, being sad and angry is not efficient to me and so i don't like feeling those things and then they cause another reaction which is me then being like upset at myself that i started feeling that way to begin with so it's like me having secondary and tertiary emotions and them kind of like fighting and conflicting with each other which is something that i've talked about in therapy and obviously it's healthy to feel sad and angry and it's good to express that and to sit in those feelings and own them and express them and everyone's feelings are valid and things like that. So those are definitely important things that I've learned um, but that is something I know that I've struggled with cause I'm just like, and like, I'm not a crier. Everyone already know I don't cry like ever because I'm just like, what is, what is crying gonna do? My bank account is not bigger. My house is not cleaner. Uh, My stomach is not full. The planet is not safe.
0: Can I what is any of that? Happening?
1: Just because that's just how I am. So I'm just like not really like that. You wanted to say something, I'll let you say something. Uh
2: I'm I'm trying to figure out if it makes sense to say it. Because you remember when was it an episode where I asked like what the purpose of laughing was?
0: Yes. yes. I remember
2: that. So if we haven't published that episode for clarification, we as the inquisitive mind that i am i had this question that had like i thought of over the summer i was like in my room at home watching tv by myself and laughing out loud and then i questioned like what the purpose of laughing was because i couldn't think of like any usefulness to laugh by yourself because in my mind laughing is such a social thing that you laugh to communicate to people like you're the way you're feeling rather than so like why are you laughing by yourself kind of thing so and then you two defended it by saying, like, it's just, like, your biological reaction to things, as in how crying is a biological reaction to things. Granted, it has more of, like, a purpose because, you know, like, it gets dust out of your eyes or, let, like, it's like a that physical yeah. expression of the emotion. So I wonder if there's, like, a connection or, Jace, being honest, like, how often, like, how often you I cried, if you don't mind me asking. Really? Oh my gosh. And people
1: literally think I'm I have so many friends they are like, I have a good cry once a week. I cry every other day. I cry multiple times. I a cried month. yesterday. Yes, I could not tell you the mm-hmm. last time. I did almost tear up. Devon and I were having a conversation, and I was really high, and I was talking about lgbt youth (laughs) and the struggles that they go through and i did almost Uh tear up for a second that was literally only because i was high though because if i was not high i wouldn't have but you like held yourself back too though because that would have been so dramatic like i would have have been like (laughs) one of those people on twitter that are like i got drunk and high and went to the museum and cried like i'm cool so i didn't in that moment but um yeah, so I really could not tell you, and then to make matters worse, because I'm such a walking cliche, like a 2000s rom-com, literally the only thing that, like, really, honestly, truly makes me cry is when a boy hurts my feelings. That's literally Aww. it. Like, I would at the funeral, pupils dry. Like, I could get in a fight with someone, wow. pupils dry. Like, I just... TV That's very shows, to me. movies dry. Like, I'm just, those things, like, just do not pull those emotions, but let a boy that I'm interested in hurt my feelings. And then I, <laughs> instead, but I don't even cry every time. There are some times I legitimately want to, and I'm not even holding myself back. It just won't, it's just like right there. Like, I can feel them on the brim, but they just don't come over. So, yeah
0: that's so interesting cuz i'm wondering like there has i feel like everything has some kind of a deeper meaning to it so like with that being the only reason with that being like are not the only reason and probably like more so the main reason why you cry i'm just kind of like okay so what is it about like men or boys let's say well we go well, say because
1: boys boys, boys? <laughs> yeah we, gonna, we I think say. that i have
0: really? which i've talked
1: about in therapy i want so i want my own family unit like i want to be a husband i want to have a husband i want to have children and that's something that's very important to me and i think about it like all the time and so it's something that i'm working towards and obviously i'm young and so you have to date and you have to have your feelings hurt you have to be heartbroken and you have to go through this and that and the other and so i'm not saying that i want to avoid those or skip that i just think that having that is something that's so important But the reason that is so important is because there are certain things that I don't like about my childhood. Granted, my childhood was not super traumatic. Mm -hmm. So I don't want people to think that it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't perfect, because nobody's life is perfect. But it wasn't like super like traumatic or anything. But there are just certain things that I'm like, I just didn't like this in my childhood, it didn't really make me feel good. And so I'm like, I want to have my own family unit, where it's like there's nothing but like love and happiness and support and understanding and you know uplifting each other and just like this mm-hmm. nice, yeah, this nice bubble. I don't know this nice well of happiness and like love is something that I want. So I think so. Every time you get like a setback, it upsets. I guess you. yes, yeah. I guess probably would be. I don't. I guess yeah. Is how you could
0: look at it that way that's very
2: interesting yeah when do you cry Devon? like what 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 uh i am
0: literally and people get so shocked when i say this i am i'm an emotional person (laughs) so like why is
2: that surprising to hear because
0: i think i think when people meet me like i've been told plenty of times like you have a very like put together strong, ex- like, that I have a very put together, like, strong exterior. Mm-hmm. So, like, people will say, like, I could not imagine you crying. Like, that would just be so interesting for me to see. And I'm just, like, I cry a lot. I'm a I, very emotional person.
2: I feel like I, I could totally see you crying. I can't, like, like physically seeing it, like, it doesn't make sense, because, like, I've never seen it happen before. But you're such an emotional person, like, for positivity, that it only makes sense for you to have that, like, that equal option to like I was gonna say I've never really seen
1: I guess you be vulnerable or sad so that's something that's interesting because I feel like you haven't expressed it like you've told me that you're upset that you haven't this didn't work out or that didn't work out but that's the extent it's like I'm upset this didn't happen God has a plan for me I'm okay and like that's it
0: yeah I think those are like different scenarios too because it also matters upon the scenario like I've been in like plenty of positions where like okay, like, I didn't get a job. I'm not going to cry about not getting a job. Like, all right, we keep pushing. But, like, I'll cry over, like, I do cry, like, over movies or, like, TV shows based off of what's going on. I literally told Jace that I just was crying during watching RuPaul. (laughs) Like, like, please relax. But there was, like, there was, like, a serious, there was, like, a very emotional part in season 10 of RuPaul where, like, one of the queens was telling their story. And I was like, "That's really sad," and it was like a really fucked up story. So I started crying. And like, I, I don't really, I don't really cry at funerals because usually if I'm at a few, but here, but the reason why is like usually if I'm at a funeral, I'm there with family, and I'm the person who's always trying to make sure everyone's taken care of and everyone's oh. okay. Oh, I see. So like, I would much rather make sure they're fine, and then like once we leave, I'll take care of myself after. But, like, at the actual funeral, I'm, like, like I'm the one who's, like, at the funeral. Like, my mom and dad are trying to check up on me, and I'm checking up on my mom and daddy. Like, y'all good? No. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I will. Yeah, everybody's doing okay.
2: Like, I've only been to one funeral where it was, like, it was, like, my grandmother. And it was, like, it was the first person that I was close to to have passed away. Yeah. I cried, like, a baby straight. Like, I came home from school, like, it was in May of our sophomore year of college and I came home that like whole weekend or however, however many days I was home, I cried all of it. Like it was, it was like a torrential downpour. It was the most uncomfortable thing because my sister And my parents, I think, are the only ones who really know how to interact with me when I'm like that. Because I don't want anyone comforting me. I don't want you to come up to me and tell me that it's going to be okay. That, like, just let it. I don't want that. I want you to sit there and be quiet and just sit next to me and it's going to be fine. You know, like, I'll only let my sister and my parents hug me. Like, my sisters and my parents hug me. I won't. Like, just don't look at me. Don't talk to me. Don't address me. I'll do what I want. I'll get very like, aggressive and very hostile when I'm sad.
0: No, see, that's... It's funny that you say that. The only people who... The, the one funeral I've been to where I boo-hooed was my grandma's funeral, like, my mom's mm-hmm. mom. But, like, even then, like, the only people who really know how to console me when I'm, like, crying or, like, super upset are... My, da- my dad is, like, number one. Like, my dad really mm-hmm. knows how to console me if I'm, like, really upset. My aunt, so, like, my mom's sister... She knows how to console me if I'm really upset. Me and my mom are the exact same person. So it just makes sense that she's just kind of like, he's upset. I know how to handle this. Cause I would do the, I would be the exact same way with her. Mm -hmm. And then also my dad's mom. So like my grandma, step grandma, she's really good at consoling me when I'm upset. But like outside of those people, my sibling, like my little siblings will look at me when I'm upset and I'm, and I think it's because they're not used to seeing me super upset so Mm -hmm. they're literally just like wait this is the nigga that usually got it together (laughs) that's how it is with
2: me and my sister my sister is like she's three years old or my the sister three years older than i am she has she like growing up she always had it put together so if i was upset nia would comfort me nia would tell me like nia nia was my rock right and so whenever she like freaks out i'm like the world is ending oh my gosh something is wrong (laughs) But that's a whole conversation on grief, which we can get to on a different episode where we'll we'll bring the necessary tissues for Devon and I. Jace, you can come for that. Jace, Jace
1: will be we'll probably, Yeah, because I had to learn, like, how to comfort people when they were upset because I didn't know how to deal with it. Like, when I was younger, like, high school and middle school, like, if people, like, I remember, like, friends talking to me. There were two times, like, I literally remember distinctly, I had two different friends call me crying and I really didn't know what to do. And I was like, oh, well, like, blah, blah, blah. I was like talking like normal, but like I was involuntarily smiling Mm. because I was so uncomfortable. And then the crazy thing is, you know, you can hear a smile in a voice. So I was like, oh my God. (laughs) Like, I was like, I don't think I sound happy because I'm like, it's not that I'm happy. I just really don't know
0: how to like. Well, you know what that is though? That's like a, that's I th- there's a term for that. You know like I know people who like smile or laugh when they're but in like, like there's a different well for me it just mm-hmm. happened
1: and I grew out of it but there are people that have like a legitimate condition. Like a legitimate condition where that just like that's just how they function like their emotions and then their reactions don't like match up. But yeah, so I grew out of that and it was my friends in college who really kind of got me to be more emotional because they were like touchy feely. They wanted to hold your hand and they wanted to cuddle with you. And then they wanted to know what made you happy and like (laughs) what made you sad. And like, at first I was very resistant because I was just like, not who I am. And then like, I dived into it and I'm so appreciative because I definitely like softened a lot and I'm a lot more in tune with my emotions and other people's emotions. Um, now because of it yeah because I would like 110% like people crying I'm like I'm so cool I'm gonna have to go you let me know when you're done with that and I can get you and I just remember this one time very vividly it was sophomore year and my friend was like we were hanging out and she just all of these things happened with this boy she had a crush on and then she just like started crying out of like nowhere and like I don't know she was like i was sitting on the floor and she was like sitting on the couch and then she just like started bawling into her sweatshirt and i was like i cannot sit here and like do nothing like i love my friends so much and so i like crawled on the couch and like held her and it was very uncomfortable for me because again i just don't know how to deal with people being like that sad and like crying but it was like look when you love people you just gotta rock and you gotta ride and i think now i definitely can handle people being sad like a lot better now because I chose to you know like be a good friend and fight my own discomfort there in that moment because my discomfort was not as bad as hers yeah I
2: just I can't I can't do that like because my discomfort comes from I don't want to make you feel worse and I don't like and a lot of people that I've been around are kind of similar to me where it's like I don't want to be comforted when I'm sad I just kind of want people to witness it and I'm like that makes me uncomfortable I think that's so like it. well not not witness It doesn't like sit there and like, be cold cold stone but like I don't know how to ask people well when when someone's crying in front of you and you ask them how can I help you they don't know what to say and I'm like if you if you don't know how to tell me to help you I don't want to approach it the wrong way and make things worse yeah. because I know when I'm a, when I'm sad I want to go in my room and cry and fall asleep and wake up and feel better kind of thing so I don't want anyone to talk to me but I have added this to our uh, topics to our little spreadsheet so that we can talk about this on a further like grief, consoling people with grief situations, because I would like to ask my question.
0: Oh, do you think, Mama? Go ahead. Not to
2: interrupt our conversation.
0: <laughs> Imani said so many ways, bitch. Your, I <laughs> like, oh, my <laughs> phone, flat, conversation over. <laughs> then we got to backpedal.
2: <laughs> so my question was, What do you tell yourself when you're falling down like a bad spiral or you know you're getting upset about something, angry about something that you like, you're kind of getting overwhelmed, regardless of whether it's positive or negative? Like, well, what, what, when it's negative, like, what do you tell yourself to kind of like, you're going to be fine type of thing?
0: Oh, I literally have a saying. My saying is, you, you wouldn't have made it this far. So, like, usually if I'm going down, usually if I'm going down a spiral, it's usually me freaking out about, where I'm at in my current state of life Mm -hmm. so like there's been plenty of times where I just start panicking and I'm just like oh my, like like right now like oh my gosh you just like got laid off from your job there's this pandemic going on you have to look for a new job you're how are you going to find a new job how are you going to get money for this do this do that do that and then I literally always have to stop myself and just go like you've made it this far so like you're going to be okay Like, you've made it this far, you're going to be able to keep going. So that's, like, my go-to to to always tell myself. I don't know what I say to myself. I guess it would depend on the
1: situation. Because sometimes, because, again, I'm, like, type A Virgo and I'm, like, anal retentive. Like, sometimes I'll be freaking out over something, like, that doesn't matter. Like, something so tiny can, like, literally ruin my whole mood for the day. And, like, I just have to kind of let that happen. Because it doesn't happen all the time. But when it does happen, it's always something really small and stupid. I'm like, this is so small and stupid, but I'm like, well, you're already upset and you know that you're not going to change. So like, I just let myself feel what I feel because then I know like tomorrow's a new day. Like we're fine. Like this day is not permanent. Um, So that's what I do in situations like that. Other situations. I'm not really for sure. I just feel like throughout my life, I've gotten like a lot of signs that I've been making like the right decision. So I always, I'm just like, you're on your right path. You're making the right decision. Everything happens for a reason. Just keep working, keep pushing. And yeah, you just got to keep like fighting, I guess. So that's what
0: I do. What about you, Mana?
2: mine is just you're okay you're okay (laughs) that's that's it it's all right no you're okay because my mom I think my mom used to or she says that like I think I think it is because like if I was ever crying and she would come for me she'd be like you're okay and I'm like you're right like I'm fine like this is cool you know like regardless of what it is it's kind of like a mixture of what you were saying Devon where it's like like you wouldn't have made it this far or like it's it's obviously going to be okay because it could be something like what jace was saying about it being like super minuscule or something like that but i remember like at school there was something that like really like legitimately traumatized me and i was walking across campus and just in tears just like freaking out and i kept repeating to myself you're okay you're okay you're okay and then, like the more you say it you'll kind of believe it type of thing yeah and then definitely and then like you're okay and then it's it's like super simple, super short, super small. So it's like easy enough to get out between gasps. <laughs> you know.
0: No, okay. I definitely feel you. I feel like there I feel like all three of our things are very similar cuz like if you're going down some kind of a spiral, you just have to you just have to be able to reassure yourself mm-hmm. that you are fine, like everything is going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And like I feel like that's everybody's thing. Hell, we all go down spirals. I'm sure I went down one recently. Oh, I know I did. I have yeah, like I can't remember, but I am almost positive I've went that one recently with everything going on. Mm-hmm. But all right, you guys, we are going to move into our main segment. We're gonna take a little bit of a little breaky break.
1: Natalie doesn't like when you and say get that right shit back shit to y'all in, in just
0: a bit. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So, hey y'all, we are back and ready to have conversation. Like I said, this conversation is going to be that open. arch, Mama Shut up,
2: I'm stretching
0: my back. You better work, cover girl, work it, girl, give it a twirl, dude. <laughs> is that RuPaul? Yes, it is. <laughs> but um, okay, we're going to have a conversation about mental health, self care, and therapy. And I would like to start off with a question. Only because Jace asked this earlier, and I think it would be a great question to start off the conversation. So I know me and Jace have been to therapy, but Imani, you've never been to therapy.
2: Nope. Have I you
0: ever sure used it?
2: Ooh, I'm not gonna play. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> yeah, like... not wrong, but ouch.
0: <laughs> but have you ever considered or wanted to go?
2: Yeah, yeah. After our last conversation, I was like looking at my um insurance to see what kind of therapy um is covered. But my form of therapy right now was calling my mom, <laughs> um, which doesn't necessarily help for every situation. Just because she's my mom and she'll have skewed visions of, or versions about things I have to complain about. But um, that's how I and like yes, my version of uh, therapy. Right now was talking to my mom. All
0: right. So then here goes my question. Do you think or do any, either of you think that it is possible to come to self-realization and better yourself without therapy or a trained professional? Like a trained
2: you, professional?
0: By trained professional, I mean like a therapist.
2: I do believe it is possible without one.
0: So do you think that it's possible for some people to go maybe their entire life without ever having to going, going to therapy?
2: I know people who have, yeah.
0: But do you do the people you know who have?
2: Just kidding. I'm not positive that they haven't, but I can assume that they haven't.
0: So with those people, because I would also say when it comes to therapy, therapy is such a taboo subject. There's so many people in the world who haven't gone to therapy. But like have those people done their own work on their self?
2: I feel like everyone does their own work just differently, possibly. Mm, what do you like, mean? for some people, it might take losing relationships in order to realize that they might have to change the way they go about doing things rather than having going through a problem, going to a trained professional. The trained professional says, hey, maybe try this, and then they save their relationship, you know? Um, so there might be things like that.
0: I feel like maybe... Because, like, what, the way I'm picturing everything is that I think the answer is yes. I think it is very possible to be therapeutic to yourself and to come to your own self-realizations without therapy. But also in the same breath as I say that, I feel like there's so many people who could use therapy and should go to therapy because... I'm sure that you can come to self-realization, but how many people are actually working on coming to Mm. self-realization? Like how many people are actually like I, and I've told Jason you this all the time, whenever I'm having an argument with myself, it's like, there's two people in my head and I'm going like back and forth with those two people in my head, trying Mm -hmm. to figure out (laughs) how to come to a final conclusion for myself. And then I was talking to my therapist, and my therapist was like, that's you working through the, through issues? And she was like, although it sounds crazy, it's a very smart idea. <laughs> she, was like, <laughs> she, was like, she was like, to other people hearing that, it's gonna sound like, so there's voices in your head. But to you, it's like, no, it's like me just talking to myself to work through everything. It's but like, that, right? yeah. But like, not a lot of people do that. Some people, let's use, some people are okay with being toxic. And some people don't even realize they are toxic. Future, for instance. (laughs) (laughs) I only mentioned mentioned him because I recently just saw a meme with Future where he was like in the bathroom looking in a mirror and like the meme said, you're not toxic, they're toxic. And I was like, (laughs) oh, I need context do you know oh hell no i know a whole other, whole no, no, other, episode, whole other no, no, episode whole other it's cool personal relationship. you know future
2: mm-hmm.
0: future is just kind of known throughout media as throughout media and pop culture as kind of just being a toxic man he has 10 baby mamas i think
1: he's a big oh. hater bro like he hates on sierra and russell wilson all the time and they're like we are so unbothered by you they are, they're beautiful people and having a great life, but he wants to stay commenting about her and them. Oh, well he's like a doing. troll. Yes. He is a troll. Yes.
0: But back he's to the person. conversation. Do you guys think or actually no? During this quarantine, how have you guys prioritized your own self care and mental wellness? Well, For
1: the last question, I will say I agree with you, though, that that people can come to their own realizations, but therapy is very beneficial, and it could help speed the process up, or it could make you think about things that you hadn't thought about, or, you know, present other solutions, other alternatives, and it's great to kind of just have like a neutral source. So I definitely think people can figure out their own problems, but a lot of times you're just jaded or you have a slanted perspective so it's kind of
0: nice to just like take a step back like of course you're going to be biased towards yourself right and
1: (laughs) as for the quarantine how have I pried towards my mental health um I don't really know I just haven't been stressing like why everyone is out here stressing I'm like look it is what it is I'm so sorry I lost Mm -hmm. my job we are locked in the house. People are getting sick. I'm sad that me and a lot of people I know lost the jobs. I'm sad they're all stuck in the house. I'm sad that people are getting sick and dying. But me as one person can't really do anything. The only thing I can do is not help spread the virus. And I'm doing that by staying home. Yeah. So I'm doing my due diligence. I'm being a good citizen. And that's that. And so I'm not stressing out and freaking out. I'm like, oh my, it's the end of the world. It's this and we're taking it day by day and we will get to where we need to get to as a country and as a world I guess so that is something that I've been doing not stressing
0: what about you Moni?
2: I think one of the biggest things that I did and I did it relatively quickly but that was only because um, it was easy like easy for my daily things was create a routine for myself to establish and maintain a sense of normalcy so like it it's like you know like waking up working out taking a shower going to work working eating dinner relaxing going to bed like you know keeping that nor like it didn't allow me really to like convince myself that anything was different which is whether it's good or not it's been working for me so um so that's been able to like I've been able to keep myself from going crazy also not not going out of my way to consume the negativity about what's going on like being very protective of what I allow into my space and what I want to hear and what I'm going to like put like if so like I'll put them on blast Evan loves to talk about the virus and I'm like sometimes I try to cut him off like I'm not I don't want to talk about
1: that today. I don't want to talk like, about Like, what is there now. to talk about? You exactly. know what I mean? Like, like, almost what is there to talk about? We don't have a cure. We don't understand it. It's slowing down, yes. But when is it going to clear if we don't know? Like, there's so much uncertainty that it's almost like, why talk about? Like, scientists, yes, they need to talk about it. Because that's their job and they need to figure it out. But you, as a money as a person, how is that going to help you by talking about it every single day?
2: Yeah, I just... Yeah. I... I I don't unlike it's this actually has a, about a lot of things like I don't choose to be clued into everything our president is doing because that's pointless like <laughs> like I understand you need to be informed because no one's out here trying to be ignorant or naive about things that's not smart or helpful but also being enough like aware enough to be intelligent to be aware of what's going on but then also not like feeding off of the negativity. Like I will scroll so fast past anything that as that is what is the word I'm looking for? It's probably a made up word, but like ostentatious is maybe not the right word to use, but I'm going to throw it out there. But um,
0: see if it latches on.
2: Yeah, just, just being very protective about and like not even just being protective, but about like. Trying to find opportunities to add positivity. Like, I'm so happy that Natalie and I are roommates right now because she makes me laugh every day. Like, I-, I will laugh my ass off every single day being roommates with this girl. Like, it's so, like, positive, happy. Like, granted, that's not everyone's situation, and it's not always like that, but just finding opportunities to be happy, as superficial and cliche as it sounds.
0: Do you guys think... This question's been rolling around in my head after Jace just said it. Well, he didn't say the question, but it was it was the word he used. Do you guys think that like sometimes a little a little bit of worry and a little bit of stress is actually beneficial?
1: I just feel like it depends on the person. Like I feel like I can't make a generalization, but like I'm just a big component for why worry about things that you can't change, and that's so many type of so many situations. You cause yourself so much just like emotional turmoil, worrying Mm -hmm. about things that you can't change. And that honestly, it really makes no sense. And I just think it's something we do as humans because we're obsessed with control and we're obsessed with um, certainty. But baby, this is life. We do not have control and we do not have certainty. So it's just like, sometimes you just gotta release and keep it pushing. So that's my personal... Philosophy. I,
0: I mean, would, what, go God, ahead. what are going to say?
2: I would go ahead and say I wouldn't use those words specifically because stress has a negative connotation, although there are positive stressors. And I wouldn't use the word worry because it makes no sense. Like Jay said, to worry about things that are out of your control, you can think about them be and think about them in a positive be way. Be
1: interested. Yeah. Look for solutions. Ponder,
2: you know, re- like, question maybe but like I was I've listened to this TED talk about let me pull it up so
1: I don't I listened to your TED talk too I copied your idea Mm.
2: (laughs) it it was a TED talk what's it called how to be your best self in times of crisis by Suzanne David and she was talking about how you frame your emotional reaction to things so instead of saying I'm stressed like and use that as like a general catch-all and identifying with like my personal body everything that that is Imani like my ego identifying that with stress rather than doing that you can easily say like right now I am experiencing worry or I am experiencing doubt or questioning something so that it's a a temporary thing that you don't have to like um identify with and keep in your mind and hold on to you and like literally become have exactly like literally let alter your life like you can identify something as fleeting is so important so i can be like i'm gonna i'm curious about this enough to the like enough to think about it to the point where i want to be able to be reactionary to it to be proactive about it so if you want to say like i'm going to worry about this enough where I'm going to put my mask on when I leave the house. I'm going to make sure I have hand sanitizer on me. I wouldn't say worry. I'd be like, I'm just going to be aware. You're being precautious. You're doing yeah, what's precau-
1: suggested to you from scientists. Like, silly, so yeah, I wouldn't call that worry.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't call it worry, but like I would say that like worry is like probably what got you to making that decision.
2: But I wouldn't, And it's like a positive
0: word, decision. Yeah. Well, then I guess well, what would the word be?
1: Cool. I, I, well, I would say like using a mask that's you taking a precaution And to me a precaution is a positive word you're trying to avoid something by taking preliminary action so you're not waiting to get sick and then trying to cure your sickness you're trying to prevent yourself from getting sick and that's not necessarily a worry per se like mm-hmm. the problem is people getting sick and the prevention is by washing your hands and wearing a mask so you're just taking action to prevent a problem from ever arising and i guess i just wouldn't look at that as like a worry
2: i would i concur (laughs) yeah
0: i would also say so with everything going on that is stressful and with being stuck in quarantine and everything we're all trying to figure out like what are positive ways for us as people to like relax and like renew and like be okay what are some things that you guys currently have figured out where it's like this is what helps me to relax this is what helped me this is what helps me to renew my mind and energy like what are those things that you guys are doing
1: Oh, okay. So I thought Armani was going to go. <laughs> I just had a feeling in my spirit that she was going to talk, and she didn't. Um, and she did. not <laughs> I mean, I this isn't. I haven't done anything like drastic out of drastic from what I normally do. So it's I'm watching a show on Hulu. I'm reading books that I have. I'm Facetiming friends, which I Facetime and talk to friends generally. But the conversations have just been a little bit more. They've been longer now, seeing as everyone has like a lot more time um so that's been something that's eh, a glass of wine like some of that good legal california like that is just that it i take a bath sometime like it's all things that i've already done before i just now have the leisure of doing it more i guess because i don't have work and i'm not allowed to leave the house
0: I think this is so interesting because I think what I'm realizing in like the time of being by myself is like nothing I've done. I feel like nothing I've done yet has been along the lines of like, Oh, like take a, take a bath to calm myself down or like drink a glass of wine to like calm myself down or anything of that matter. Like I feel like since I've been by myself, For, like, the period of time, it's like so much self reflection time. And, like, I feel like self reflection happens even when you don't want it to happen. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, bitch, I'm here. We're gonna, yeah, like, we're gonna, we're gonna go through it. So sit back and relax. So, like, I don't, I would say my way of relaxing and renewing right now is going, is just going through self reflection, which it's funny because self reflection can be stressful but self-reflection is very much needed when it comes to self-care so that's why i was like do you guys think that stress or like worry is can sometimes be beneficial because i would say not every ounce of the self-reflection has been stressful but there i feel like just two days ago i was laying in my bed and then i was just thinking about something i was like i literally just went ah like, like well, see, I, think, I think
1: something that's interesting and so a ted talk that i watched the woman she uh said something similar to the person that Amani listened to and she was like when you're feeling emotions that are quote-unquote negative she was like you need to stop saying that you're them so don't say i'm sad i'm mm-hmm. angry she was like, "Do not make yourself encompass this word because that's not what you are." She said, "Say I am currently feeling blank because you're saying that you're feeling something, not that you are something. You don't want yourself to become like the physical um, embodiment of you know like a word." And so, and something that I've realized in the the way that we talk in English is very loose. We don't put care and intention attention and intention into the way that we speak because here we are talking about emotions and then um, I heard this quote once and I did see a TED talk that talked about it so I'm going to watch it and we can talk about it on another episode but it was I was in my women in genders class and we were talking about how this researcher was saying we talk about love and romance as if it's work and then that makes which I mentioned to you guys before and that makes it problematic and make, Makes a lot of people associate negative things with romance. Like it's work. You have to give something up. You have to put all this time. You have to put all this energy instead of like appreciating it for what it is. And that's not to disregard the energy and effort that you do have to put into having a relationship, but like putting such a negative word and words onto the situation taints it for a lot of people. Um, And so you're sitting here saying, oh, when you're doing self-reflection, like some of it's stressful. I don't know if stressful is the right word. The actual right word would probably be discomfort. You're feeling discomfort. And we as humans like to be comfortable. We don't like to be pushed beyond your fear or beyond what you think is safe for you or this, that, or the other. And so when you're making, you're doing these things and you're excelling and you're growing, you're pushing yourself beyond your discomfort and that's actually what's happening. And but as we know, like you only the only way to grow is by being uncomfortable and pushing and pushing past that. So I definitely think something that like we as a group could work on, but as well as society as a whole is like starting to like, say things in more appropriate ways and thinking about, okay, if I'm talking like this, how is this psychologically affecting me? And I need to be saying it in a way that's more beneficial to my being and the way that I process things. And again, we really need it as a whole, as a society, because it's everybody. It's not just, you know, us right now. It's really how.
2: I would be, I would be very interested to see how like your, how like the, like your brain processes that because it's definitely like a real thing. Like if you're going to sit in a room and say, I'm stressed, I'm stressed, I'm stressed, I'm stressed. Obviously you're going to be
0: stressed. You're going to be stressed.
2: Yeah. Exactly. If you're going to say like, all right, I'm experiencing this right now it kind of leads to you thinking well if this is happening right now it's not going to happen in the future so how can I get to there so like trying to figure out how to get from point a to
1: point b of point b looks it also encourages you I think to think that what is causing it when you're just like I'm stressed I'm angry I'm sad that's it you know what I mean like I am this period that's it and that's all we're doing whereas if it's like I'm feeling angry then it can lead you to be like okay but why am I feeling angry What has caused me to feel angry? What can I do to not... Yeah, it's encouraging that inner dialogue.
0: I think also, though, just kind of... I feel like that... I feel like naturally... I don't think naturally I'm... Like, if I'm... Like, for instance, if I'm pissed, I don't ever say I'm angry. I usually am like, I'm pissed right now. But, like, I'm never going to be like... I feel pissed. Like, well, don't like grow, baby. You you don't involve.
2: You ain't gotta do
1: that.
2: You don't also, you don't have to acknowledge, you don't have to say it out loud if you, like, well, I, personally I would say it out loud, just because, like, if I'm trying to get through something, I'm not in, like, if I'm trying to get through something personally, I usually don't involve other people. It's like I'm getting through this by myself, so I am I can sit in a room and not say anything out loud and understand that the, what I'm feeling is temporary. It doesn't have to be so formal or so like cheesy to be like, right now I'm feeling yada yada it's like alright relax you're, you're like this right now you're gonna get through this figure out how to get there you know like it, it's obvious it looks different for everyone but it has the same core because even you said you were like when you're like I'm pissed right now understanding that it's temporary and fleeting
0: so then here's a, here's a good question for people who don't have the resources are the inquisitive minds that, I, that are before us right now and they're not going to therapy, how do they go about do like making something like that work for them? Oh, honey, you were asking the wrong person. One, but, like, but one no, I like, think there think are a like, lot how- of
1: resources that are out there. And I think another thing that I wanna point out is like sometimes people are surprised about the amount of resources that are out there. And here I am just saying, it. I just hit the realization and it's because you didn't need to. So like when I was growing up in high school, like I just didn't go to therapy. That's not something that I wanted to do. Then when I got to college, I wanted to go to therapy and they have like free counselors. So I just benefited from using, you know, free counselors. Now I'm in LA. I would like a therapist. I'm currently unemployed, but once I'm employed and I get health insurance, I will find one that, you know, it's on my insurance. Vivon has amazing insurance. So you're able to get your therapist through that. So I just think that the people who want something then should hopefully have the drive and the ambition to like seek out those sources. So like, I don't know the sources Lucky. because I've never like went down that route of like looking for them. So that's like one thing. So like get those resources. But also I feel like I could never comment on someone else's like personal growth, their personal narrative, how they change, how the, I don't know. Cause it's like, also, that we're all very introspective people, and if you've hit, like, 20-something years old and you're not introspective at this point, I don't know if you can train yourself to be. I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a doctor, so I can't give you the answer, but I also do think that once you get to a certain point in life, like, I just don't really know how much changing you can do. So, again, that is on another person, that is on them.
2: Well, I'll I'll say this. I was talking to my dad last week, and... My dad and I's relationship has, you know, like evolved over the years. Just because it it was funny, like a couple years ago, I think it was last year, because I was out here driving home from my internship, and I told him I was like, I feel like we have so much more to talk about. Like our relationship is different. He was like, Well, yeah, now we have more in common. Yeah. Because when I was younger, I was a young woman, and he's never been a young woman. He's been a young person, and he's, you know, he's a he's a man, like, but he's never been a young woman. So now that I'm adult, we have like more to talk about because we're both adults you know um so that just opens up avenues of conversation a little bit more but then also he um pointed because i was like i I was actually introducing him to our podcast and i was like we all you know like talk about you know like some interesting stuff and he was like do you like i think it got to the point where i was like i don't know if you'd want to listen and he was like well you're assuming i wouldn't want to listen i was like yeah because like you've never given me a reason to and he was like well you don't necessarily like know The person I am right now because every 10 years or so like you change who you are I'm not the same person I was when I was what 13 probably won't be the same person when I'm 33 like so if I'm not an introspective person at 20 maybe I'm going to go through something in two years and something however many years that make that requires me to be introspective and understanding that there are people out there who just do like who are fine not being questioning things their entire life and that's for them that's for them but for those who like aren't right now introspective and like kind of circling back to what Devon's question was about like how if you don't interpret your emotions as temporary right now how like you can go about like I guess introducing that type of like processing I honestly don't have a great way to answer that question
0: no, because I I've never had to do it. What I was going to say was off of the the um the thought of like introspective thinking or whatever. I feel like I feel like one as a generation, so like people around our age, I feel like we're very lucky because I feel as I feel like I things are more readily accessible for us. So when it comes to therapy, and like these resources and figuring out how to go about doing all of this type of work. We now in our generation, we have podcasts. Like I listen to podcasts all the time that talk about mental health and things of that matter. Or we have like artists who are like just openly talking about things or expressing these things. So like, I think it's very, I think it's just a little bit easier For our generation to kind of realize when they like when we need to change, like when we need to be like thinking within ourselves or like how about how to change or how to go about our mental health and self-care. I think it's just a little bit more difficult for older people just because like they aren't necessarily used to having everything so readily accessible. Therefore, the things that are readily accessible, they're not they probably aren't necessarily going to them. But I do also think that like i don't I don't think it matters how old you are. I feel like as people, we're always changing, and like if you're fifty, if you're fifty, and hopefully by the age of fifty, you're introspective, but if you're not, you know, like maybe by sixty you will be, but like
2: I have an observation, I feel like this it it can be connected to like not uh, yeah I'll like it can be connected to Maslow's hierarchy of needs so we have all of our basic needs established enough to the point where we can afford to think about like oh I can afford to pay attention to how my mood is affecting me and how is it affecting others and how like I can better like interpret my feelings and like how that I can like like think about becoming a better person whereas somebody who's trying to figure out like like people who right now who are like I literally lost my job don't have money to pay rent don't have money to get groceries they can't afford to be like how can I take this time to address my mental health or acknowledge yeah. that my mental health isn't in the best place so it is a privilege to be able to just have this time to think about it or to have the like co- not capacity to think about because everybody does but like have the Time, the space yeah, to the do space. it so exactly so like going back to where you were talking about like people who are about probably 50 and haven't had this time I would challenge you to think about how going about life without basic needs met affects the way you think about things so if you have lived your whole life um like not like not having enough not having enough money to buy anything or to provide for yourself you're always going to be thinking about how can I make money? How can I save money? How can I do this? How can I do this? You're always going to be worried about like satisfying the basic needs and not being able to like meet, not being able to spend time on the higher ones. So that affects you to the point where that's your only priority. And so you're not going to prioritize anything. So our generation, people will call us soft because we are thinking about this, but we also see how the previous generations didn't and how that affect them and then how they parented that onto us. So we're like, we're going to take this extra step so that we don't parent you like you did us. You know what
0: I mean? Right. I hear you. That is a good way to think about it. But yeah, no, that's a good way to think about it. Look at you. I'm shut up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, Thanks. I'm shut <laughs> but there is something that I really was interested on touching on. And I'm sure you guys have probably seen something similar to it on like social platforms. But you like know the people who are like always like, I've seen this tweeted so many times. Like, now that we're in quarantine, you have no excuse to not be working or working on this or that. Uh-uh. Do you know what I'm talking about, though? Yes, I, I completely was going to, disagree. What I was going to say is, do you guys think that we have to utilize all the time we have in the day and must we always be productive? Absolutely not.
2: You guys know that I'm a lazy person. So I am gung-ho about supporting anything that's like, take the time to yourself. That sounds like a great
0: idea. But then I think another question that's interesting is figuring out is, I guess, kind of trying to, and like, obviously it's going to be different for everyone, but like trying to figure out that balance. Because I I agree with you guys in the sense of like, yeah like you shouldn't we shouldn't have to always be quote-unquote productive we shouldn't have to always be doing something but in the same at the same time I'm the person who I feel like what I do in a day is never enough like I could like I should and could have been doing more
2: that's a question on top of your question do you have this mindset now because you have free time or is it regardless of what free time you had so comparing how you looked at when you when the pandemic wasn't happening and you had a free day on the weekend if you were trying to make that productive compared to now where you have all the free time in the world because it's forced upon you is that supposed to be as productive as those other days i personally would say no just because i've heard in multiple sources um like a couple like i've heard on people's instagrams and just people in passing where they're like this is a time for like radical self-acceptance because it's this is unprecedented times. No one knows how anyone's supposed to interpret things. No one knows how you're supposed to react to this. Like, yeah. So, like, you're, you don't expect something from yourself when you've never been in this situation before. You just don't know how to do it. So, if you're comparing it to your free weekends before the pandemic hit, I personally wouldn't just because it's not the same type of free time. You know what I mean? Like, the expectations shouldn't be the same. Granted, going to you that's probably going to hit a brick wall because you're like I need to do stuff constantly and you're like an idea machine but then there's also different ways of interpreting what productive means interpreting what downtime means allowing yourself to have different levels of what you expect to be productive but like like you can be like I'm going to write a song once a day and then that's productive I'm going to make a playlist once a day I'm going also to take a two-hour nap in the middle of the day like (laughs) I feel like you're granted that. I wouldn't, you know, that doesn't happen to me, like, two <laughs> hour naps in the middle of that's it. crazy. But, um, you know, what I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to get across. No,
0: I hear you. I think it's just, uh, it's definitely an interesting conversation because then it falls into the lines of, like, oh, like, do you practice what you preach? Because, like, I would preach to someone, like, you don't have to always be productive, hon. But to you. And then the same brand. You don't ever stop. Let me tell you, I hate texting Devon.
1: I hate texting Deja why them bitches is always fucking doing something? I'm sitting down watching a Netflix episode a Hulu episode, having a nice R and I time. I just got a job. I just got a book deal. Bought my mama house. Went to Mars. What did you do? I finished the season <laughs> of a show. I, I did. I'm sorry. Like I. That is. But I'm I'm comfortable. With like that. art. Exactly. So I'm fine. It's like you're different. But
2: expectations of it because
1: yeah no it's okay it, yeah, so i, I it. was like kind of like oh my god i have to be productive but literally and then i sent it to you i think i sent it to you no i sent it to a different friend. but anyway the new york times published this article and like the the uh headline was like um you don't actually need to be productive what you actually need to do during this time is nothing and i was like oh the new york times bless <laughs> just bless you like they said bless we need to right sit now. down sit down and but some people like being productive I think it's like whatever makes you feel good but you shouldn't feel bad for doing nothing and I guess you shouldn't feel bad for doing everything
0: um so yeah I don't feel I never feel bad my thing is always just I'm bored like, yeah, like that is oh, a little well,
2: different. Then,
0: yeah, no, I never feel bad. So, like, if someone's telling me, like, oh, you need to be more productive, a majority of the time, it's because it's like, I I just want something to do, I need something mm-hmm. to do. And then that's how I fall into the oh, Devon, what are you doing today? Oh, like, I did this, did that, sent out this email, mm-hmm. but like, relaxing person, is doing yada, something. Yada, yada. See, got him. No, because yes. to me, my, I, my, to me, when it comes to relaxing, relaxing is when your state is when your state of mind is at ease. My state of mind is most at ease when I know that. Oh, I forgot to file them taxes. Let me go ahead and put them okay, in. Okay, right but quick. my question Buy is, them is them. I feel like oh, since I've known you, cool. then
1: you're always like that, and I haven't really met a moment when your mind is at ease. And so I'm just curious on when that's gonna be. And it's not; it's a non of thing. I just think like I like being really productive, but I have to remind myself when I'm like 80 some years old, and I'm to the end of my life, I want to be able to be like, damn, I had all those fun times with Amani and Devon. I enjoyed my husband, I enjoyed my kids. I don't want to think about all the hours that I clocked in at work, or I clocked in at that. And they are important, because we all have big dreams and aspirations here in this group. So they are important. But that balance, I guess I'm curious about your take on your balance, and you do have fun. So I'm not saying that you don't have fun. But I'm just curious about that because i feel like you
0: were just such a go 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 person i'm curious
2: about that too
0: no i am a very go 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 kind of person we were literally talking about this last night how i'm very career oriented but i mean i feel i would like to feel like i have it and then another thing is that right now we're in a pandemic right now i don't have a job so like i don't have the typical things to keep me busy so that i can like feel so that i can like feel the want to just sit down and not do anything
2: yeah that's that's a good observation
0: yeah like i like right now i'm very much aware of like once i get a job is when it's going to be a matter of like okay nigga like you can just sit down and watch rupaul's drag race like it's fine like you can just you feel
2: like there's something in your life that's forcing you to be productive so your downtime is actually is that like designated to be downtime
0: exactly but like i do think i would like to say i'm pretty well balanced cuz like when i do want to have when i do want to not do anything but just like have fun or a good time or relax i'm able to do it now given my ideas of having fun are different from everyone that's else's okay that's a whole other mm-hmm. conversation so <laughs> so there is so there is that but this also... Oh, excuse me. I'm over here. Bourbon child. It's a little food. A little noodles I had earlier. But I... Yeah, <laughs> but I I do think right now a big portion of my productivity comes from me just being kind of, like, bored. And, like, I, I really hate just, like, sitting. I honestly... Actually, the more I think what board. Board, board, board in the house board. But, like, I really just kind of hate sitting and doing absolutely mm. nothing. Like, that's bothersome to me. Mm. But, like, by that, I mean, like, sitting and, like, I know people who can, like, sit in silence. I can. I can. I know. I like, live I mean. with you. I not know you're I can't do thing. no silence. Not really my thing. My thing is, like, well, like I can do, like sit in my room by myself in silence. If there's like a room of people and everybody's just quiet, the fuck. No, nah, my oh
2: my, yeah. <laughs> my, oh my. I've noticed that it's like it. It might it might just be because you're a very social person. Like you you like to be around people. You like to talk. I like I'm not. Mm, I'm scratch at that point. I mean, it's not false, but I don't really know where I was going with it. But I've noticed that, like, if I'm in the car, usually by myself, it, I don't immediately move to turn the music on. I've been in the car, like, in, like, my previous relationship. It would piss him off if, like, I was driving and the music wasn't on.
1: And he was like, how can you just sit in here and I have a
2: like, lot of friends are who are like, I like
1: to think like, when, when I drive. You? Like, I'm fine with the silence.
2: Exactly. Like, let me be, let, let me be. If like, I'm- if I'm in the car with someone else and they're quiet and I'm quiet, I'm like, this is great. Usually, We're enjoying each other's space without having to like do the most.
0: Usually, if I'm in the car by myself, it just kind of depends. But like, ooh, if I'm in the car and this is a this is a form of self care, which is probably why I need to get a car at some point. I love a good night drive. Car is oh, quiet.
2: Sounds safe in and Los you're... Angeles.
0: But like a good night drive, like the car, like in the car, silent. Like I used to when mia was traveling and like when i had my first job when i got to la i like used her car a few times to drive down to venice because that's where i was working Mm -hmm. but i would take the street because i don't like Mm -hmm. highways Mm -hmm. and that drive at night where it's just silent and like it just gives you some time to decompress and like release all like any negative energy or like negative thoughts because you're just like mm-hmm. sitting in the car breathe like oh night drives are like a great form of self care what was
2: your original well, question
1: did you have to be productive during this time it was his question
0: oh yeah we answered it oh. said no.
2: but like can I share my form for productivity, productivity go for it Doing laundry. Washing the dishes. Making my bed in the morning. Taking a shower. Brushing my teeth. Doing my hair. Look,
1: some days <laughs> like, waking up, I'm like, of, I did it. My,
2: my threshold is so low for productivity that yours is over here like, I have to make a playlist. I have to apply for jobs. I'm like, I'm not expecting so much of myself, so I'm happy with everything that I get done. And that's not like to say that if I did have like a lot of free time that I wouldn't expect more of myself, but I'm like, I will be happy with what I can get done in a day without expecting myself to save the world. You know what I mean?
0: See, and I, and I get that. I think also another thing for me is that, like, typically the things that are keeping me productive are also the things that I know are going to, like, make me feel better and help me.
2: That's so like Those things that I was talking about would do the same thing for me.
0: Exactly. So, like for a matter of like like working out, like even yes. like the getting the one thing that's always hits me about working out is like you have to just push yourself to actually put on your shoes and do it. Mm-hmm. Once you're in it, you're fine. You're great. Like you feel mm-hmm. awesome. You're it's literally it. the
2: hardest thing to it's the hardest thing to get out of bed in the morning.
0: It's but the, once you're out, you're like you're, you're so happy. Mm-hmm. so like and those are like forms of product of like productivity like mm-hmm. so something me. so like even with like the playlist and writing it it's like I have to like push myself if I'm not already listening to music I have to push myself to want to put on music and like actually listen through it and like see like okay this sounds good this will match up with this but like once I'm in the act of doing it I'm in it and I'm like ooh, okay yes bitch you're I'm in the flow So like, and those are all productive things. And I think that just falls into the act of, that falls into the act of self-care where it's like sometimes sometimes doing the stuff that make, that helps us to feel better sucks to do. Like doing like doing laundry or like washing dishes. Don't nobody want to do no laundry or washing motherfucking dishes? I
2: actually enjoy them. I actually
1: enjoy them though. Like,
2: but shut up it's like it's like i i'm thankful for moments like that because they're small and i can do them easily and they have such a positive like i'm not gonna say i love doing the dishes all the time but it's such a quick thing that is such it's like instant gratification so if i see a sink full of dishes i can easily wash the sink full of dishes and dry them and that makes sense with your personality though
1: because when we talked last time about your fear of wanting to do things everything that you want to do you don't get instant gratification it takes time trial error and it's going to take a while before you get satisfied oh. and so it makes sense that mm-hmm. you're telling me that you like little tiny things where you get instant gratification and I could see that which isn't mm-hmm. a bad thing I feel like just a <laughs> I'm so sorry. but it's not a bad thing because it's <laughs> once you take time to self-reflect and talk to your therapist if you feel like that's something that's true about you I do know I've read various articles where they're like Here's how you can take your big goal and break it down into little goals so you feel excited along the way, which might be something for you to look into because then your big goal doesn't seem so cumbersome, but you're still getting those little instant gratifications as you move on. But you ain't got to answer and dive into your personal right here on the podcast, but just me thinking because I almost (laughs) was a psychologist, honey you would
2: have you would have been an interesting psychologist cuz you would have been like here are the facts and they're like well make me feel good you're like
1: honey i'm not which they're not that. no let's <laughs> talk about myself psychology and therapy because i've told people oh i think you should go to therapy you'd benefit from it well i don't want to go and have someone tell me to do something i don't want to do ooh they don't do that my therapist has never once told me do that like leave this office and do that they have not You need to break up with this man. You need to date this man. You need to forgive your mom. You need to rehash this friendship. They don't tell you, personally, in my experience, they haven't, and they are not supposed to. They're not supposed to tell you that you should do this or you should do that. So, what therapy really is, is just them helping you make those self realizations. They are not realizing things for you. They are not coming to conclusions for you. They are not fixing problems for you. They will ask you, how are you feeling? And then you say, I'm great, but I'm stressed out because me and my mom got in a fight. what do you guys get in a fight about? You guys often fight? What was your relationship like with your mother when you were growing up? And they just ask literally half of the, the things that your therapist says is them just asking you a question. They're not responding, oh, she's a bitch. Oh, that sounds mean. Like, they're not talking to you the way that you would talk with a friend. If you imagine
0: your therapist, oh, she's a fucking cunt. Yeah. What? She, yeah, so like, your I'm therapist, like,
1: they don't talk to you the way that your friends talk to you, which I think is something that's so positive about it. And why I think people should go because my conversations with my friends are always so super great. But like the therapists, they kind of like, they don't let you breathe. It's question after question. So when you think I can't go any further, I told you everything about this problem, this this thing that I'm experiencing. Nope, they've got another question. And then when you think, okay, that's cool. I've said everything. They're going to give me some type of feedback, tell me how to fix it. Nope, they ask you a different question. Because they're just wanting you... So
2: it's like the like leading, yes. getting you there? Yes. You know, so they're just wanting like...
1: you to think about your life and your actions and your emotions and the things you're going through. And then how do they connect? How do they make you feel? How do they leave lasting impressions on you? How do you think that you can overcome them? And so that's something that I want people to kind of realize that it's not someone telling you that this is what you need to do. They can give you ideas, Um, but that in my situation, the way that they have been, have been like, here's a technique for relieving stress. Here's a technique for relieving anxiety. I've never had a counselor be like, oh, well, this is something I think you could do with this relationship with this guy. I think you could try this and that might fix it for you. I've never had that. Um, and it also might be different if you're in like couples counseling and things like that. That's probably very specific on trying things. But just general one-on-one therapy. Mm -hmm. They are here to just
0: ask you questions and to get you to these realizations. Which honestly, for a lot of people, is good and bad. Some people, like, it's good for me because I hate when people tell me how to fix something.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: I don't need need you to tell me. If anything, I probably know the answer. I just Mm -hmm. want to talk to somebody about it. So I hate when people try to fix my situations. So like therapy is great for that because they're not necessarily trying to fix. They're just giving you this space. Here,
1: Devon, tell us how you're feeling. (laughs) And then seeing as you feel like you already know your own solutions, it's just you're voicing them to someone who's not going to be like, well, I wouldn't do that, Devon. Oh, nope, that's not what he wanted. He wanted someone to hear him. He wanted to be seen. He was heard, he was seen. And now he feels comfortable doing what he needs to do.
0: But then there's people who like, Need someone to tell them what to do. Like it's like okay, That's but I don't life. know what to do.
1: Like That's yeah, like, life, baby. Like... I am so sorry because everybody would handle a situation differently.
2: Do you guys see any downsides to
1: therapy? Um,
0: <sighs> um the only I, oh, go I know go <laughs> I know people who have been who have said that they've like that their therapy that their therapists have been like have like re- will like relieve them. Like the therapist, a little, bit, be like, "All right, I think like you've gotten all the work you could get out of our time with each other, oh. <laughs> and like it's time to go." And I feel like if there's not like a, I, I'm only saying this could be a downside because if there's like not like a proper conversation, conversations being had leading up to there being an end to therapy, that could be a very dangerous thing.
1: Well, I be. would assume a you therapist would like, yeah. yeah. not release really someone like, if they just just... were someone who was at the risk of jumping off of a building or being suicidal or harmful to people
0: but still like even even though you do have like even though you are specialized in therapy you still are not a hundred percent sure how you cutting or ending that relationship with someone is going to have an effect on them that's just weird so that's that why doesn't why I was it doesn't like seem like someone who them. did their job correctly
1: because you should always have a warning you know what i mean how do you feel do you feel like we've and reached the end of our journey together because like- i kind of feel like i've helped you with all of so that kind of sounds suspect on the therapist's part.
0: And that's why I said like I feel like in in conversations and meetings there should be like proper build up to something like that. Like there should be like a proper like hey like you're starting to get better with these things. Like maybe we'll like instead of an hour session we'll do a 30 minute session next time. And then like you you know like a proper build up to like finally I think you are good now our time together is done and over with. But other than that... I would say for... So
1: people... I think people have this, again, a myth a perception that, oh, my God, I'm going to go. This person's going to fix my problems. My life is going to be great. One, like I said, they do not fix problems for you. You are in charge of your own life. Two, it's a process. Like, everything is a process. Going through adolescence, adulthood, relationships, grief. Like, everything is a process. So if you're trying to overcome this, that, or the other, it's not something that's going to happen overnight. And so you need to know that. And then another thing is therapy's not always fun. Now, there are times I go in and me and the therapist, we had a kiki. We laughed. It was a good time. I leave therapy like, oh, I feel so good. Like I had a self-realization. We was cracking jokes. I'm about to go get this coffee from Starbucks. I'm having a good day. There are other times I've been in a great mood, went into therapy, and they done made me talk about something. And now I left in a bad mood. And that doesn't mean that therapy is bad. It's just when you're sitting here and unpacking all of your trauma and your emotions, you are bringing forth things that you had buried or pushed to the side or left in the back of the closet. And so that is gonna be an emotional journey. So people also need to realize that it's not just gonna be roses. Like this is so great, we're slapping a Band-Aid. No, it's like you're pulling everything out of a box. And so now you have a huge mess around you and then you have to work through the mess piece by piece before you can kind of get to a completed process so that's something that people should know so i wouldn't say that that's a downside i just think some people don't expect that to happen and you should know that that's a possibility
2: how honest are you when your therapist now asks let me tell you questions.
1: i was honest i had a friend she literally would look me in my face tell me multiple times that she would go to therapy and lie to her therapist's face and then i was like and i my was best. like well you're not getting Like your problems aren't being resolved. And so that that person then has to overcome that by themselves. Because if you're not being honest with them, they can't ask you the types of questions or give you the types of resources or practices to try because they don't know what they're actually trying to help you overcome. So that's another personal problem. It's just like people, you can't force people to get help. They have to want help. So if you're going to therapy and you're lying, Mm -hmm. more than likely you're not ready. You're not ready to unpack the trauma. You're not ready to deal with the situation. And so you're sabotaging that by yourself. And so that's, again, that person needs the introspective and they have to start that journey when they're ready. But me personally, I was pretty honest. I mean, because everything is like confidential. And then, I mean, I didn't have anything too crazy. So it was kind of like, whatever. And I also knew that it was the only way to work through things and to get better was to say this is how I'm feeling and this is why I felt this way and like whatever and so on and so forth because it's just not helpful
0: if you're just gonna lie and be dishonest I also Uh just feel like when it comes to therapy I walk into therapy with the mindset of like I'm not paying you for nothing so what's the point of me lying (laughs) like like, what's Mm -hmm. the point of me sitting here in your face Making up all these grander lies when, like, we're supposed to be helping. I feel like there should be three people you can tell the truth to. Your God, whatever
1: religion, belief, spirituality have. Your significant other, if you're someone who values long-term monogamous relationships. And then your therapist. Those are three people that you should not have to lie to. Maybe the police, but we don't want to get into the correct the corruption. We don't want to get into the corruption <laughs> because there are correct police who trick and manipulate. So we aren't going to go there. But at least three: your god, your partner, and your therapist. You should be able to tell those people the truth.
2: Okay, new question. Because you got that question. Question. Having question. never been to therapy, ha- this is the first episode where I'm like actually asking questions. So I feel like I need to own up to my name. There's but statements. Um. When you're in okay, so therapy, you're meeting a stranger and having the stranger help you with your life. How does it does it like? Is there like a learning curve where you have to feel comfortable telling this person these things, or do they like like ease you into it? Because if so, if I walked into a room and a complete stranger was like, "All right, tell me about like no. your relationship with your parents," and then they, ask all they don't like, do
0: that. Yeah, my like. So you I, like
2: build? They like establish like a relationship.
0: My therapist, who I go to. He's amazing, but um, it was literally, like, first and foremost, before they even, before he even agreed to take on a meeting with me, we had, like, phone, we had like a phone call, where his lawyer's just like, tell me about yourself, why are you looking for therapy, like, let's break through some of that stuff first, and then, like, over the phone call, it was more so just kind of seeing if we clicked, mm-hmm. and, like, it was like, like, like a,
2: like a, facetime you before you go on a physical date. basically <laughs> <Like they were. laughs> yeah
0: it was basically that because like yeah no it was basically that because i do that i facetime people before mm-hmm. i go on an actual date mm-hmm. with them but like yeah no it's really like let's see if we actually click we click well i am black queer pansexual man he is black gay man so like we click very well. Anything that I wanted to talk about, he like is like, oh my God, like, yeah, we could talk about that. And like mm-hmm. the conversation was very friendly. Okay. But so then I was like, we could definitely we could definitely get along. And then our first meeting together was just another conversation where literally all he said was like, just tell me about yeah. yourself. Like that was it. Oops. I hate yeah, that question. That's... Yeah, because it's like... Well, <laughs> Normally what, you what it grow. is, it's just they ask you an
1: intro and then like what's brought you to therapy. And a lot of my first times, it's kind of just been like, okay, give us like the rundown of like what you want to accomplish or what you want to work on, your general feelings, and then they don't dive into things until like the next time, generally, the next time that they're meeting you. Because it would obviously be very off-putting for a lot of people for them to just...
0: Sometimes... My therapist, though, like, if I'm, like, amidst talking, he's, he's, he's a very good listener. So, like, he's one of them people who he'll, like, pinpoint something, and he'll be like, you just said that, like, this was that, and that is this. And then I was like, oh, did I? He was like, yeah, like, why do you think that? And then I'll be like, oh, like, I don't know, like. Maybe we just know, girl, we're going to talk about it. And then I'm like, ah, <laughs> then I'm like, <laughs> like, wait a minute. But, um, yeah, no, starting off therapy is very, it's very simple. And then I think also a, a, something that could be a disadvantage, but it's solely based upon your therapist, is just your comfortability with them. Because that's what, that's why I, I always say like, know what you want when you look for a therapist. Like I knew I wanted, I actually initially wanted a black woman.
2: But how do you know what you want when uh, you're looking for
0: a therapist? you Because like, therapist? you know, that you know, the topics that you want to discuss. So like, for me, it was like, I want to discuss topics about me being LGBT. I want to discuss topics about me being black. Everything, a majority of things that have to do with your mental health or your self care have to do with your identity. And my, like, I believe that. So it's like a majority of those conversations I went to have, I can't have that with a white woman or a white man. And then I was like, I want a black woman only because I'm comfortable around black women. And mm-hmm. then I just so happened to find him. And then I was like, oh, wait, like, I'm very comfortable with you because like when we talk to each other, it's it's casual because it's like we're just having conversation until he pinpoint something. And then I'm like, OK, girl. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, I'm done. Thank you. like, actually, I gotta go. <laughs> I'm like, time, time, to peace out. And then I would say, like, the hardest part about therapy is like the work after a meeting. It's never the actual therapy meeting. It's like the work that you have to do after. Like my therapist will give me homework.
1: Oh, so homework. you yeah, i great at homework. You
0: so you got it yeah (laughs) so you got it this man will literally be like you know what we talked about this today i want you to go home and i want you to write down like these three things and then like come back to me and then like we can discuss yeah Yeah. art will be stuff like oh like i just feel like i'm not doing enough i didn't do this i didn't do that and then he's like well you know what you can do and i'm like what And he's like do it and then I was like, oh, oh. Yeah, I'm just like, but that-
2: <laughs> I can't deal with
0: it. I'm like, but that's so hard. He's like, oh it girl. Oh my God. I feel like Come that's on. why
2: I didn't do it though. Because it's difficult.
0: But I would I recommend therapy. Oh, just,
1: <laughs> honestly. Yeah, I, I tell people to go all the time. I'm like, have you tried? Have you got? Have you met with
2: so what do you think? are like the top three, because I know we can't narrow it down to one. What are the top three reasons you think people avoid going to therapy? And we're going to go ahead and ex-nay the um, stigma behind it, because that's an obvious one. Yeah. So what are the um, other
1: top three? They don't want to be honest with
0: themselves. People, that literally ties into what I was going to say. Because I, I was going to say, I feel like some people know their what their issues are, and they're just very uncomfortable with bringing up those issues
2: they're comfortable with being toxic
0: (laughs) yeah some people are fine Mm. with where they're at um i think connecting toxic are there are some people who
1: don't want to do what's necessary like for example there are some parent child relationships that are so unhealthy that the best thing for the child to do would be to disconnect from the parent so they can live their life and they can heal. And there are some people who will not. And that's that everyone lives their own mm-hmm. life and makes their own decisions. And so that's not for me to judge. But I think one part of the thing about therapy is you kind of have to realize what's not healthy for you and what is toxic and how you treat people and how tr- people treat you. And like, if you're not comfortable with like a mo- removing those things from your life, then that's gonna cause like, Uh, you know, it's going to cause an issue because there are a lot of people that are uncomfortable with ending relationships. I, on the other hand, snip snip snip, because (laughs) to me, I like to live a good life. I like to be happy. I like to be loved. I like to have fun. Like, I just like those things, and so this is something that is soul-sucking. I'm okay with snip snipping. There are a lot of people who are not, so I think that also could play into it.
0: I think also... A lot of people are a lot of people are kind of oh actually no I hear this one all the time a lot of people always make the argument of they just don't want to invite someone into their personal life when it comes to, like having someone who like knows that much about them because a therapist your therapist but if you being honest your for me knows personally
1: a lot. I would say I am just as honest with you two as I am with my therapist like my closest friend that's me personally don't I have a different type of relationship because like you guys have no you guys have very close like family (laughs) relationships and I don't have super strong family ties and so like my friends are like a family to me and so to me I just am a lot more invested in friendships and a lot closer with people than maybe some people are and so again I'm everything my therapist knows my closest friends know the same thing I have voiced similar sentiments, similar ideas and have have had similar conversations um with them. So I don't even know why I said that. Oh, inviting someone in. So like I guess that doesn't I yeah. guess you guys aren't strangers so that would be the difference, but it's also like, well, five people already know really what's one more person, especially if it means I could grow. That's another thing I like growing and again, like growing requires you being uncomfortable sometimes and some people don't want to go through discomfort and so they rather not grow and that's okay because to each their own but I'm fine with that like I can give a great example so I'm more comfortable talking to women so all of the time that I've had counselors they've been women except for one time it was a man and I had told them I wanted a woman I got a man anyway and I was gonna correct them like after the first meeting was over I was like I'm gonna go and I'm gonna tell them that I want a woman that's what I requested and then I was like, you know what? No, boo, I'm going to challenge you. You have a problem with being close to men. We're going to fix it. And so instead, yeah. So instead, <laughs> yeah I was like, geez. we're going to stay. Because I, especially being emotional. First of all, I don't like being emotional, period. I didn't. I'm better now. But at the point in time, I didn't like being super emotional and vulnerable, period. But if I was going to, I'd much rather it be with a woman that I am close to, not a random man. I was like, we're going to do it because we're gonna grow and we're gonna change. And so I did it and it was a good, it was a good time. I mean, there was one thing he said to me I did not like but outside of that it was great because especially at the end he was like just comparing your charts and the way that you talk like i can see that you've grown and you've changed and it was just kind of nice that was like a positive reaction like i made myself go into this uncomfortable situation and by the end he was like i'm proud of you like you did work i can clearly see that you did work like that's really exciting that this has been beneficial and i'm like okay yes like positive male relationship check
2: so question Going back to what you two previously said, especially Davon about knowing what you want going into a therapy going into therapy, knowing like who you're comfortable talking to is it do you think it's something that should be able to overcome like i'll probably like if I ever look into, when I do look into going to therapy, I'll probably want a black woman just because right now that my therapist and is my mom, a black woman, and generally like black women teachers like. like I'm just more comfortable that way but do you think that's something that I have to work past or do you think that's just something that I should embrace no
0: and the reason I say that is because (sighs) so I think that we should feel most comfortable speaking to people who we identify with in certain intersections of our lives so like it would make sense that you're comfortable speaking to a black woman about things Mm -hmm. that involve a black woman and you also being a black woman but I think the um the the double entendre of the that is story. that Oh, nigga, I was trying. To be French, I... <laughs> yeah. Like, I think, like, I was trying... But like, I think that I think that is that. Like, it's funny because I just said that to you, but like also mm-hmm. I was initially looking for a black woman, and then I found mm-hmm. a black man.
2: Exactly. But then what, Jace? I, I'm, I'm starting to realize what I just asked and Jason's experiences were kind of different because you acknowledge and understood that you have a problem mm-hmm. being close to men yeah and so that's why you preferred a woman and understood that was something that you had to get past I'm fine with anyone for the most part like I'll, I'll I could probably have a fine conversation but I already know that I'm going to So like, I think
1: there's I, don't know, I feel like I don't I personally don't like to put limits and boxes on myself So I had a good time with the man. I was fine. I did a lot of work. I improved. I overcame the period of depression that I was in. So I'm not going to discredit and say that a white man could not be a good therapist to me because he did what he set out to do. But it also, again, depends on what you're talking about. A lot of things that I talk about are general. I want to feel loved. I want to feel accepted. I want a family unit. These are general things that everyone can accept to. If you're like, I Mm -hmm. am so confused about where i sit at the intersection of being black and being a woman that would make sense for you to go to a black woman oh. but i'll also say i had a white woman who when i was telling her i was like because it was back when we were to at athens i was like well it's hard because i'm like i'm black and i was like not all people like to date outside of like not uh, the school is majority white not all white people like to date black people and she got me she mm-hmm. was like yes it has to be so hard like some people are still, like, she got it, and she uh, validated my feelings. And I could see how you could get a therapist who doesn't understand you and doesn't validate you, but that woman obviously was very, it was important to her and her job to be able to help as many people as possible. So she made sure that she was educated, mm-hmm. at least had a general knowledge of just diverse identities. Um, so... Yeah. So I felt comfortable. And like, she had the, like the safe zone LGBT flag on her door. And so I was talking about that and she was like confirming everything and like supporting me. And so that was like super great. But again, I can understand how you get someone who's like, you feel like they minimize what you're saying or they don't understand or they don't grasp. And that's obviously not helpful. Mm -hmm. And you can leave that situation and get something that is, Better for you. I just have a hard time just putting hard limits on things because, and this is very general, so I don't want to like apply it to like race specifically because race has just such a very distinct history. But it's like we live in a world where it's like mixed, like men and women are not separated. The only place we're separated is like the bathroom. And I guess if you send your child to a special school, And like, that's it. Like, so we're together. So I always think men should be educated on women issues and women should be educated on men's issues. You should know how each other's body works because you're interacting with people of the opposite gender all the time. And like, you may not know what it's like to be an immigrant or to be Asian or to be black or to be Hispanic, but to know some of the struggles that they experience, to know some of the things that they have to overcome. So you're saying like- But I feel like-
0: I feel like in a in in a sense such as like like going back to therapy what you're saying is making all the sense in the world but like in a matter of going back to it like something like therapy if I if I am coming to you for therapy and I am a black lgbt man and you are a white cis straight woman I don't I don't really I, at that point in time, I do not care to try to have to educate you on everything that is. You're AMI. assuming. But you're exactly. assuming she's
2: not educated. But
0: yes, but like also in a matter like that, I feel like it's okay to make that assumption because it's for your own it's for your own self-worth and your own self-work.
2: So question. If you were in if well let's go say like if you were if you were comfortable and at the point you are now where you're like, I'm a Pansexual black man, and I want to find a therapist who can understand, like, who can empathize, literally, like, identify with what I'm going through, and that's just not available. In Athens, I would be, you'd be pressed to find that person. You would, like, if you did, it would be a goose egg. It would, it would be it. You know what I mean? So, like, if that's not
0: available for me when I was in Athens, it was a matter. And I'm not going to make it sound like I can't have conversations with people who don't cross my intersections because I do all the time. In Athens, Mm -hmm. it was just a matter of me having a set friend group where we may not all be going through the exact same thing, but it's all pretty similar or, like, right above the water to a point where we can get it and, like, maybe have advice to go back and forth with each other.
2: But, like, aside from friends, like, like... Let's say we're like we're in LA. If I don't find a black, should you give like, up on finding
0: therapy? And I would earth. say no. Exactly, oh no! I, I feel like well, then I feel like at that point, at that point, here is what I would do if I wasn't able to find someone who identifies with me in every intersection. Then I'm going to look for someone who identifies me in one of them. So like, okay, I can't find a bla- I can't find a black LGBT man. Can I find a black man? Okay, I can't mm-hmm. find a black man. Can I find an LGBT man? Okay, I can't mm-hmm. find an LGBT man. Shit, now I got to really expand the borders. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, let me let me go out here. Can I find a black woman? And then that's when you just like keep going until I can find someone who at least identifies with someone within one of my intersections. But that's mm-hmm. also just me. Like I, when it comes to a matter of therapy, I don't want to even have to us. I don't. If I don't have to put in the work to educate myself on uh, to educate you on everything that encompasses me and my identity, but I know that there's someone who pro who probably will understand more than you will. I'm not going to discredit. I'm going go to say real
1: quick, it's like I agree, and I'm like fighting how you fight because like I have one part. I have one part <laughs> of me that very I just want. I have this whole worldview where it's like, we interact with all these people and we should be able to interact with them and we should be able to talk to them. Cause an example I had, and this is not our responsibility. So I'm not putting it on us, but like say there was this white therapist and say all the black people in this therapist town refused to go to them because they were white. And then they got a black patient because this was, say this is the only therapist that this black patient could afford that was on their insurance. Now, because everyone else refused to go to this therapist because they were white, this is the first time they've had, like, a Black patient. And now they're not going to be able to do, they might not be able to do that patient, their due diligence, because they have not been exposed to diverse patients. And again, that's not your or my responsibility, I guess, as that. I was going to say, that's not your It is something to think about because it does affect other people. And so I have this like worldview of where I just like, we should all be exposed to all different types of people and learn to understand them and learn to find the similarities. But to then echo what you said, and I've said this before, there's just such an ease being around my Black friends. There's an ease being around my LGBT friends because it's like, oh, you get it. And it's not, and I always tell people, like if you're white or like, you're straight or you're super rich or whatever, just things that don't necessarily apply to me does not mean you're a bad friend, okay? I have all friends on all different types of spectrums, but, like, the people where you're, like, oh, we're on the same spectrum, there's this, you don't have to explain the history, the terminology, the da-da-da, you can just say one yeah. thing, and they look at you and they're, like, I got it. And that's something that's super nice and comfortable. Mm-hmm. Or like,
0: also, and then, like, also, there's just, like, the conversation, like you like you just said, the conversation's just easier, and you don't feel like you have to walk around eggshells saying and doing things around them. And like in a matter such as therapy, you should be at least you should be a hundred percent comfortable with your therapist. And like something that I like about my current therapist is like I can say nigga and he won't bat an eyelash. I did have a white woman therapist when I first got to L.A. and she was cool. But I remember there was one time where I slipped up and said nigga and I was just like and I was like oh
2: wait 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 wait."
0: (laughs) Like, and she was fine with it but like you could just obviously see that she was just kind of like oh I don't think I've ever heard that in my office.
2: Or the fact that you reacted to it like if you're you're self conscious about
0: it in the therapy session maybe you should
2: find someone who you're not going to be thinking about it.
0: Exactly. So like that's just and then I also feel another reason for me is that like I always try to support black people so like if I'm going to and like I said that shouldn't be something that I be that I'm should be worrying about but like I know that one I know that one it's really hard for people of color to come across a lot of people of color therapists who identify with them but like if I can come across like a black LGBT man and I'm just like oh that's me I'm I'm gonna try to support you let's see if this works out Mm -hmm. then that's another thing that I also think about and focus on what's up girl
2: So I had a question. It was something bounced off of something Devon said, but then similar to what we've all just been talking about. And I guess it's not that big of a problem, but I would go, I want to actively seek a black female therapist, but because there's like that ease of conversation, there's the understanding of my experiences, but is it making us a monolith? So if I go to a black woman and I'm talking about my experiences and she just doesn't understand what I'm saying or like, or she's trying to explain something to me. And I was like, I've never had these experiences. So I don't have those like schema in my mind in order to like, like either help me through this problem or for me to, or for her to like, understand what I'm talking about. Do you think that's a limiting, oh, I I don't even know what my question is, but I was like, i guess it's just is that assuming that all our experiences
0: are the same no Mm -hmm. because well in your case (laughs) if you go to a black woman therapist and you guys just aren't on the same if you guys just aren't on the same page i would say go find another therapist but like i i don't think it's saying that we live similar that we all have the same experiences i think it's just saying like off bat I can immediately tell that we have something in common so it'll probably make the conversation much more comfortable do you get what mm-hmm. I'm trying to say
2: I get what you're saying and I I, I wholly agree with you I could totally agree with you but I'm just playing devil's advocate <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: but no yeah I yeah And like, I like something like that, like with my therapist, I never immediately thought we probably are going through the exact same things. It was just like, wow, you're black, you're gay, you're a man. We, we instantly already share a lot of commonalities. So Mm -hmm. conversational, it's almost like kind of like choosing a friend or like making friends with someone. Mm -hmm. Like, it's like, oh, like we probably will more than likely get along
2: Mhm. Uh, mm-hmm. really
0: weird faces.
2: I think that's interesting because some of my, one of my best friends is white, and granted, she's a girl, and like we've we we literally bonded in a class where we were like taught It was like a civil rights class, but I, some of my best not not to lie, I'll use Faye. Faye is like one of my best friends, and. I would just disagree with you a little bit, just to, just, just to shake it up a little bit, just because I feel like you find. Never mind. I'm gonna just. <laughs> <Never mind. laughs> this is because I kept like disagreeing but then like in some relations we were still agreeing on the same
0: thing so yeah and I think that's, that's <laughs> okay. gonna always be in the conversation because what I always like to say is like shit is not black and white like mm. every like everything is like gr- like there's so much gray area because like you probably were you probably would have said something that I would have been like oh no I agree with that and it probably would have counteracted with what I just said but I, been like, oh, <laughs> I would have also still agree with what I also said
2: yeah yeah yeah
0: but do you guys I, I feel like we're comfortable enough to end yes. the main segment, yeah. Let's have some closing remarks, ladies first. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs>
2: just love it. You just thrive off of it.
0: But um
2: closing remarks. I'm looking into therapy, but also I'm a lazy person, so I'll probably put it off until it's convenient for me. As I do most things, unfortunately. Um, I th- I'm thankful for you guys to answer some of my questions, and oh, I will yeah. be coming th- towards you with my therapy questions. Um,
1: yeah. Cute. Young I don't know. Closing remarks are hard. We got to change it to something else. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs>
0: I would say I would say for me, my closing remark would be if if you are currently having conversations with yourself about therapy, but you're not mate but you're possibly not in a space to be able to afford or go to therapy, since you're having those conversations with yourself, it will probably be smart to try to do some work with yourself to begin with, and then once you're in a spot where you can finally get help from a trained professional, then you can do that, and you'll be much more better educated upon yourself to be in a better spot with that trained professional. I encourage people,
1: when you can, obviously, because like we said, it's a privilege to be able to go, but if you have the opportunity to go, I encourage everyone to go. Like, there is no reason not to go. I suggest it all the time, nonstop
0: mental health is such it's something that you should definitely make priority and take care of and i feel like it's all in any
2: way you can
0: in every it's way not going can. to therapy
2: it's thinking to yourself if it's not thinking to yourself it's doing things that help you stay in a positive mindset if it's not that then
1: it's the other in make your
0: you make your mental health a priority By any means necessary, (laughs) I did not like that. I don't (laughs) want that
2: to be
0: progressed (laughs) out. All right, guys, we are here to close out the podcast with our quote me segment where we say anything and everything that has been in our minds that we think is something good for the people to hear. I will start her off. I have two things. First thing is sometimes doing the things that make us feel better suck to do. (laughs) Like I said in the main segment, it's really, it's sometimes really hard to push ourselves to do the things that we know in the long run will make us feel better and we'll be so happy that we did them. Mm -hmm. But push yourself to do them. Like, keep pushing yourself. And 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 things such as that, I would say be hard on yourself. Like, if you know it's going to, if you know it's going to make you feel better, be hard on yourself about making sure you do it and getting it done.
2: I would say be disciplined rather than be
0: hard. And there we go, back with the words. So that's nice wording. Boom, boom, boom. The other one I put is, and this is something that like was sitting with me because I had a, I had a friend who texted me, like, oh, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm not doing anything. And then they were like, oh, awesome. So then, like, you can help me out with this. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, no, like, I don't want to. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, but you're not doing anything. I was like, exactly. And I I want to not be doing anything. So, like, people, like, it's okay, it's okay to say no. And it's okay to not do anything, even if you aren't busy. And when I say that, I'm saying like it's this goes back into the productivity conversation. But like it is okay to not always be doing something. And I do know that I said some like for me, productivity is what makes me feel good. But like also there are points and times where I'm where I am just not doing anything. And I absolutely hate when like someone's like, Oh, so you're not doing anything. And then it's like, yeah, but, like...
2: That's on I, purpose. It's, like, intentional.
0: Yeah, like, it's literally, like, I literally made sure I was not able to do anything right now. Like, I mean to not be doing anything. Mm-hmm. But, those are my quote names Oh, also, I wanted to give shout-outs to, uh, there were, uh, so there were some really awesome things that I found through the Twitter sphere, And I wanted to give Twitter. a shout-out to some people. And one of the first shout outs, her name is Key Williams. Her Twitter is at Key Williams. That's K-E-Y-W-I-L-L-I-A-M-S-S. And she recently posted a really informational, but kind of like, it was It was kind of like based off of her story and like how she was feeling, but it was like a thread for a depression and suicide ideation. And I've been seeing like a lot of different threads and things popping up on social media when it comes to that kind of subject. And she just went like so in depth, was like so forward, was like so willing to just like talk about her own situation. And I thought that thread, and I thought the thread was really beautiful. And I know I retweeted it, and I also retweeted it on our Twitter page Twitter. at the Get Right Pod on Twitter. Get
2: Right Pod.
0: So shout out to key williams and i also want to give a shout out to a fellow black man named armin henderson armin henderson is a doctor he is specifically an internal medicine physician i don't internal know what internal
2: medicine
0: to me all i heard was ah money ah, uh, you know, like, and he works at the university of miami in miami florida but he was recently harassed by a cop outside of his outside of his actual home. Um, he was at his van, packing his van with tents and food because he, we're getting to it, but he was packing his van with things and this cop pulled him over and was like, and th- the cop said that he thought he was illegally offloading trash onto the sidewalk. So the cop literally put him in handcuffs and like tried to detain him. Until his wife came outside and like gave the cop his ID and everything. But this, this black man has been testing homeless people in Miami, Florida for COVID 19 because no one else has been doing it. And he said there they are a population we have and we do need to make sure they are well because they sit on buses, they sit on trains, they do interact with everyone who is in Miami. So we need to be making sure everyone is doing well and everyone is healthy. So he's been going around testing homeless people for COVID-19 and also giving out tents and food. And I think if we can shout out amazing Black people doing amazing things, we should. And I just want to keep doing that. So shout out to those niggas. Shout out. Shout out to those people. Uh I thought Imani was gonna say niggas. I was gonna be like, say it. I was no. gonna be like, oh. no, thank you. But do you guys have any Imani? anything you want to say? Yeah.
2: I do, and it's actually a quote. Okay, oh baby.
0: God, quote me. It was
2: actually a quote that my dad told me on our Thursday evening conversations. I don't even remember what we were talking about, to be frank, but he said. You gotta get through to go through, and that either it could work either the the other way around you gotta go through to get through you gotta get through to go through, but if you're going through something you gotta go through it to get through it or you gotta go you gotta get through to go through it, you know like it just made so much sense like if you're if you're struggling with it, you're only struggling with it right now once you're done, you're done,
0: yeah you gotta that uh. That's so simple, but makes so like
2: exactly. So... My parents are so good with the simple like one-liners, and you're like, "God damn, that makes so much sense."
0: <laughs> like just just shit, where <laughs> you like, <laughs> how I think about that.
2: Exactly. Like, how
0: did that not cross my mind? No, that's a good one. I like that a lot.
2: Tm Mark Evans.
0: <laughs> I saw. What this about you, young joke joke that came to me Via my
1: via my co-star. And she said, don't identify yourself with
0: what limits
1: you. And I was like, oh, I love that.
0: What is that? Don't identify yourself with what limits you. Think about it. I'm not about to do the work for you. What does that mean necessarily? Oh,
1: But to me, I was thinking of it as someone who's saying, well, I'm not talented enough. Okay, well, now you just said that you're not talented is what you just said when don't identify with that identify with what you're good at what you can do what you're capable of what you would like to achieve and just focus more on the positive that's how I personally took it y'all could take it however you want to take it since y'all acting like I'm talking rocket science
2: take it like that then. no I mean I get it I, okay. I
1: co-sign on your co-star
0: Jason don't limit you don't yourself. identify don't yourself with it? what limits you
2: don't identify with things you can't do. I'm just kidding.
0: Don't identify yourself with what women you do.
2: You got a good co-star. Mine are usually just random words put together.
0: Me, I don't use co-star. Um,
2: mine could be like mirrors. Are they enemy. do
1: while out. Ooh. They while out sometimes.
2: And I don't think it's ever said that.
1: I had one that I said that things out about and I forget which quote it was. It was the one that was like, Do you take care of people so you won't end up
0: alone or something? That one I was like, Oh. Oh. <laughs> no, because that one that one a really could you imagine I did. waking up. I woke just... up to that. <laughs> like that. That's when I woke up to
1: <laughs> And she's therapy for me. That Sometimes is... she really has me thinking about things. I'm <laughs> like, oh,
0: Thanks for that. But damn, like, you wake up, birds is chirping, it's sunny outside. Do you take care of people because that's how you keep them close to you and you reassure they won't go nowhere? And you just, okay, well, good morning to you too, bitch. Shit. It mm. really yeah, the, like, the a long, like growth that. Moving beyond
1: the discomfort,
0: honey. But, all right. I think this was a great episode, Agreed. guys. Agreed. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for listening to us and for tuning in on another day. And please stay tuned for anything else that we continue to do on the Get Right. Yay!